Hello, and welcome to the MXU Worship Podcast hosted by Stephen Brewster. Each episode features great conversations between Stephen and all kinds of worship leaders, from the most prolific songwriters from prominent churches to folks you may have never heard of. Either way, we hope that these resources and conversations will encourage, equip, and empower you to be the best worship leader you can be. Make sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast, too, so you can stay up to date on all of our episodes and other resources. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks oh for having gosh, me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So 25 huh. years ago, you started Praise Charts. Crazy. First off, congratulations. Legacy is much. one of the, the most mm-hmm. uh, amazing. My friend John always says, legacy is sexy. And so um, congratulations on 25 years of ministry plus, because you did ministry obviously mm-hmm. way before Praise mm-hmm. Charts. But um, mm-hmm. tell us how you, like, what was the origination? What was the problem that you felt you had to solve? And so Praise Charts became the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it probably goes quite a bit behind, back from, uh, from 1998, which is when Praise Charts officially started. But I can trace it back to the early 90s when I'm just like learning guitar okay. and all this new music is kind of coming out in those 90s. I don't know how familiar you are with like the worship music of the 90s. For oh, me, I'm pretty, it's very pretty familiar. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> very dear to my heart. Those are the things that kind of trigger those emotions and life experiences of uh-huh. what was going on in my life when I was hearing those songs and experiencing uh, the music and God and kind of new and unique ways and learning guitar. Like I started with two and three chords, learning the G and the C and the D and the E minor. And man, I could do a thousand songs with just those four songs. Right. And then I found a capo and it was like, Oh, Oh, life is amazing. (laughs) Then I found the cut capo and I thought, well, that was really cool too. So, so many before Ed Sheeran. So exactly, exactly. So, you know, and then it was just like songs coming across my life and writing them on paper napkins and old, you know, loose leaf papers. And I just had binders. Your guitars were full of stacks of paper that were half folded coffee stains, bringing them to our little worship times together. Mm-hmm. And um, and like eventually I just had this desire to collect songs together to try to be a resource for myself. If I'm totally honest, probably Praise Charts is very much a a self-oriented kind of resource. Like I am the first customer. I'm the yeah. consumer of, I want this music. I love the, the charts, the notes, the chords, the precision, the cleanliness, the design, all that kind of stuff really sort of satisfies my own, you know, um, uh, interest in that. And then of course I've discovered so many other people are are needing those kind of resources too. Mm-hmm. So, so before the days of praise charts, I wrote uh, a couple of different songbooks that got, you know, a little bit of distribution. Like I'm talking dozens or maybe 50, a hundred, these books would go around because nobody really had anything. Um, the publishing industry was kind of grappling around with how do we how do we keep up with this fast flow of new music as we're progressing into 95 and 98 and 99 and you have shout to the Lord from Hillsong kind of breaks through and it's like, who is this church in Australia and why is everybody singing their right. song? You know, and right. my, uh, Paul Balash opened the eyes of my heart, Lord. And Oh, there's so many songs like that, that have just become like iconic. And, um, and in my experience, 
I also wanted to layer into my modern worship ministry some classic instruments like the trumpet, the trombone, the violin, because I was always about the people. Like Behind every instrument is a person that could belong on stage and have a a reason to be there uh, and use their giftings. So... So, you know, then I, I, I found an arranger who was writing music for a wide spectrum of instruments and keeping the vibe of modern uh, worship or this new music that was coming through. So we just started building a catalog. And I mean, I was literally licking envelopes, putting stamps on, writing out addresses, sending out a chart for $12.50 trying to figure out how to pay the royalties on that after every month or two. <laughs> it was a yeah. headache. I was in way over my head, but I uh, just kept kept going. Then I tried starting to fax music. That was a, a real innovation because suddenly you could get music immediately, like right. paper flowing out of a machine sitting on my desk. Um, like I was the first fax consumer of my own little delivery <laughs> system and then i thought that's awesome other people could use this and so uh i think the cool thing about praise charts is it wasn't like we just landed on the scene and invested a couple million dollars and had this beautiful right. thing it was really slow little iterations growing up mm-hmm. as you grew i could see you know we're probably similar age that y- you grew up through this sort of worship music growth and the change of internet and search engines and all this kind of technology was coming upon us. So I also Um, love uh, technology. You can see my, my office is a bit of a schmoz of little trinkets that I've found. And I'm like, Oh, I want to try that. I love that. This guitar or that bass or this pod or something like that. Yeah. The, the guitars are pretty awesome back there for sure. (laughs) Um, Thank you. So, I mean, Obviously, you you found a problem and you you solved that problem, which was awesome. And obviously, it's helped mm-hmm. so many worship leaders all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. You guys have 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 had such an impact and and become a, like a primary tool for worship teams all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, when you started, what was the what was the motive? Like, what was the the goal? What was the thing that you were like, man? If we just accomplish this then we've done mm-hmm. what we were what what we were supposed to do with this with this program. Mhm. Well, I'd hard to pin it down to one thing, uh but also I'll say a couple of things. One was the way my mind works. I get flustered by a lot of detail coming at me all at once and then I start mm-hmm. it's it starts to become difficult to make decisions and so as an example, as a worship pastor, you've got you know, seven people to phone and organize. And then I've got six different songs and all those songs have different parts for different musicians. And then I've got my pastor and the worship flow. And there's all these kinds of things that are going on Thursday, Friday, pressures kind of mounting. So I would definitely say a, a core motivation would be to try to like settle the spirit, settle the soul and be like, you know, you're going to make it. You're not going to fall behind. The songs are great. People are going to love them. They're going to connect with God. All that kind of confidence mechanisms as you move into a Sunday morning versus the the chaos and the worry and the stress and the, the social anxiety. There's so many things that I know go on in the heart and spirit of a, of a worship leader. Um, even just the idea of like 
there's all this music going on and I feel like I'm falling behind and I'm getting bored of the songs I'm singing, but I right. don't know what next song to do. And I don't know if we can play it and all this kind of stuff. So, so, um, so there's that. And then there's just the pastoral side, like I was sharing with you before of behind every sheet of music that's on the stage or at practice is a person who's yep. like, I belong on Sunday morning. I need to come and be there. And without um, sheet music, and a lot of churches I know are like this, you just come and you're like, you throw a few chords and a few lyrics and it's like, we've got our bass, drums, guitar, we all play by ear. But that's a fairly limiting um, outlook on how many people you can have on a stage if you're all just playing by ear. And uh, and I started to have this desire to to expand the platform, to open the door to more people, to young people as well. I had grade 10, grade 11, grade 12 kids that were playing in stage band at church and coming to play on worship team on Sundays. And then after a worship service, their moms would come up to me and be like, Ryan, thank you so much for making room for, you know, Mark, because he doesn't know where he fits in this place. And he loves playing with you. Uh, I mean, it was like I was mixing a tuba and an oboe and a flute. You know, it was just a quagmire (laughs) of you wouldn't want to have recorded it. But it was a beautiful sort of authentic uh, mess <laughs> that we I were starting that. in. Well, yeah. and that's oftentimes what creativity is, right? It's just a, a beautiful mm-hmm. mess that ends up figuring its way out at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still lead worship now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually uh, uh, not in my church. I'm like, I'm not on staff in the church. So mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. I just get to show up and you know, I can play piano, play guitar, sing, lead. There's a couple of ministries locally that I lead for, and um, I'm actually going to lead worship next week in Nashville at a little choral conference. I love that. So um, first time that I will have ever done any music in the big music city. So that'll be freaking so That's yeah. where I live, so come Crazy. on down and hang out. Is it? Okay. We got we got some good, good food over here. So Yes, they do. Obviously, you 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 get to see a lot of music coming through, and you know there's mm-hmm. more churches releasing music today than ever before. There's a, there's a volume that's just almost deafening at this point of yes. of songs. Um, yeah what what are the what is the what are the songs that you're hearing right now, or what what makes the song that you're hearing right now stand out to you? Hmm. Hmm. Well, some I I do love trends. I love watching lists of songs and something for you maybe to know about praise charts is this is this giant sea of lists that yes. are constantly in motion. It's very in tune with what the church in general is doing, not by my own, you know, doing. It's this is what the is reflective of what happens every day. So, I just love to watch and see a tremendous variety of, of music. There's no way to kind of pin it on, well, this is the song or this is the right. trend or things like that. But I can give you some, some thoughts of things I'm noticing. For example, um, I was noticing a few weeks ago, Elevation had just released a new song. Now I'm just trying to think of the name and I can't off the top of my head, but it had a 
a, a piece of the song Blessed Assurance mm-hmm. uh, attached into it. Like the song started, this is my story, this is my song. And it wasn't even the actual hymn of Blessed Assurance. Yeah. It was just kind of a cadence to mm-hmm. the rich history we have as a church. I am discovering that amidst the sea of all this new, hot music that is out there, people want to feel connected also to their history yeah. and also feel like they're living in the current times. Yeah. So to me, that feels like the magic sauce of something has to kind of fit. And even yeah. the most modern churches like Elevation, uh, Hillsong, Passion, you're seeing all these modern places and they are recognizing we have a history and we need to somehow slide it in there almost like unnoticeably but then when you're singing it you feel this connection um same song blessed assurance kane released a version of that that i just fell in love with and i don't know my experience is when i lead that song suddenly you've got a 70 year old and a 20 year old singing the same song and they're loving it like it's both a fresh song so um yeah so that's something i'm discovering uh, if that. you're wanting to know about trends that we're seeing. Well, and I, I don't want to go too negative, but what mm-hmm. is, do you have, do you have any fear of the volume of songs right now? Like does, do we lose a pulse on like the global worship movement with so many mm-hmm. songs or what, what, what is your, if you could, if you could give a, a, a warning from someone who's, helped churches share their music, what would that warning be? Hmm. Well, perhaps one of the challenges we have right now is it's because it's so easy to write what seems like a song. Even, you know, with AI now, you could go to ChatGPT and say, well, write me a song. And you could go to chat and say, well, write me a chord progression, some other program, write me a melody. Boom, and then I we all have computers, and so it's all so accessible. The the fear or the challenge is that we lose our own personal kind of investment in what we're doing, and it becomes too easy. Yeah, uh, and and then it's just a wash and a sea of how do you sort through all of this? Where is you know? It's like when I go to my email inbox, I've got a hundred emails. Only four of them are from my friends, right. but I have to find those four because right. the other have been sent to me by the bots, right? Right. right. And I'm like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Right. So <laughs> it's like, what is the parallel of that into worship music where you can... Um, we, I think we've kind of tried to do that with praise charts because it's it's a bit of a, a social knowledge environment where songs are rising to the top because people have engaged with those songs and stuck with them. So if you go into praise charts in any list and you stick near the top of the lists, you're going to find usually good quality songs uh, yeah. in those places. And and that's a matter of, that's what I call like the, the social knowledge. It's It's the action of you and me and 427 other people who have leaned into similar kinds of things. So yep. um, so that's yep. Praise Charts is a great tool for that. Not just having the music, but finding the songs and having 
the confidence that, yeah, this is a, probably a song worth biting into. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, as you're looking forward, uh, what do you what do you, what's your hope for Praise Charts? Like 25 years is amazing, and it's mm-hmm. been such a, a a gift to worship leaders and worship teams. What do you yeah. hope the next 25 years holds? Oh, I've got some good thoughts for okay. this. Share them with so us. Let we me tell them. you, because we're just right. We're right in this zone right now where we're on the verge of releasing some things that are really starting to satisfy this like long-term vision of mine. The one that we just released in the last couple of months, we started our, our subscription system, which is just one small price and uh, and then everything becomes open to you. So you're not having to like check out and buy the song for $250 or $795 or whatever. Yep. It's just... Now, I know Spotify and Apple Music and lots of places, like this is just the way music flows now. You pay your 10 bucks a month, you forget about it, and you just expect music to be there. As though you were sitting by a river and the water is flowing and you don't think about how much is this cup of water. You just dip in and drink, you know, when you're thirsty. So, So that's kind of like my master ultimate vision for sheet music and worship music in general is just that it just flows and you don't have to think about the business or the copyright in behind it. You just go and dip in and hopefully like we were talking about, it's sorted and organized so you can find the right song and a good song, but things don't have to cross your mind. Like how much does this cost? Do I have permission to make copies of it? How many people right. are on my team? There's all these like little administrative things and maybe half your listeners don't care about any of that stuff anyways, but th- it does exist. No, it does behind, for sure. Right. For 100%. And, um, yeah. And I stressed about that kind of stuff in the nineties and early two thousands. And I feel like we're on the verge of now having, um, you know, systems in place where you don't have to worry about, you know, copyright and copies and music flow and, and all of that. So, so what we're trying to do, the, the practical expression of that is we're going to ha- um, be releasing a version of Praise Charts called Praise Charts Team in the fall, That's which awesome. means you can share your account of Praise Charts with like dozens or your whole choir, your whole orchestra, and it'll be very cost effective and they'll all just be able to come in share all your music you could have 12 year olds sitting at piano lessons learning some of the worship songs even if they're not on the worship team and they're tapping into praise charts so it's like just imagine this this big funnel and it's just pouring out music and it's the problem becomes well there's so much music, I don't know what to do with it. It's it just flows so freely, um, and and hopefully we'll provide mechanisms where people can pick great yep. songs that fit their church, their style, and their their vibe. So yeah, the subscription service, the the team system, and then we have another concept we call Praise Chart Studio, where we're trying to make it more like you can buy the music or get the music from Praise Charts and then use it. You know, of course, there will be an app or just like you can sit your laptop up on your piano and the music will be there and you can edit it or mark it up or all those mm-hmm. kinds of things just to make it so that it's that's awesome. it's right there. And I can. So uh, 
it all seems kind of simple. And yet when we sit with our developers and our team and we take a simple idea to actually roll that out is, is quite complex and expensive and takes time. So we yeah. are working on it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. This may be the most important question we ask. How good are you at cornhole? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm good at is uh, I, I'm pretty good. I'm like about the 10th best in my club, which I am okay. the president of uh, BC Cornhole <laughs> Association. So that's my other calling. Yeah. But I'm, to being totally honest now, and uh, a lot of times people like to joke with me about cornhole, but um, I love running tournaments yep. for community building, fundraising kinds of events. So I just awesome. had a hundred people at my house uh, yesterday, and we over the last two weeks we raised over one hundred fifty thousand oh dollars for a local. Um, for a local men's and women's recovery center there. These are people who are trying to recover from drug and alcohol addictions. So my house was like my, my property. We live on an acre of nice grass and gardens and stuff. And it was full of, of various people from the recovery center and funders um, and organizers and staff. And we we're all in a giant circle cheering you know bantering there was a food truck there was music awesome. playing i just was like this is the best this is, is why so cool. i live for these little moments so it seems a bit corny but um when people come and they experience tournaments that i put on especially in those community building environments i've literally had people come up to me this year and say ryan I I feel like I get you now. Like wow. I, I I didn't really know what you were doing, but what we just experienced this afternoon, I've never like I had no idea that that was the heart behind it. And now yeah. I I get it. So that is so great. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not going to be on ESPN Sports <laughs> claiming the cornhole championship, nope. but. But uh, no, but I do like bringing people together and surprising them with a good time. So um, I love that, you know, in community. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite all time worship song? Oh, uh, favorite all time. Well, I'd, I'd say like recently. It probably is the Kane version of Blessed mm -hmm. Assurance. So then I'd have to say that song, Blessed Assurance, because uh, it's a hymn and it's got so much history for it. But it's never really connected with me quite like, because uh, I love gospel riffs and vibes and jazzy type chords and that. So, um, and then I, another song in parallel to that that I've really loved is called God is on the Throne by We the Kingdom. It's got a similar kind of yeah. like gospel vibe to it. So it's not like the most popular song out there, but we all have our own personal vibe and taste and sure. feel and things we love to play. So um, I like to surprise people with that sort of musical sense of gospel history in the way I play piano, the way I lead. And, and it just kind of creates this semi lightness and 
it puts a smile on people's face. Yep. It makes them feel like, oh, we're all here together, you know? Yep. Um, very sensitive to wanting to lead worship in a way that connects with a 70-year-old and a 30-year-old at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, I don't I don't like people feeling uh, dis, you know, disengaged from like, oh, it's just as a bunch of lights and lasers and rock and it's too loud and... I'm quite sensitive to that. So uh, that's cool. So, yeah. How about right. you? Can I ask you? Oh, <laughs> Ooh. see, now that doesn't happen very often, Ryan. Most of the time I'm the one oh, asking questions around here, <laughs> but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I mean, I, I mean, I think all time favorite song and this is going to date yeah. me, but I just, the first time I heard it and every time I've heard it since it just, it just moves me as I surrender all. Okay. I just, so that's another song, him. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, there's just something about that song. It's just, uh, I met the first time I heard it, I heard like a, an R and B pop singer sing it. And it was like, it, it just, I was like, I don't know why I've never heard this song, but it's affected my life. And so Hmm. I think, I think to me, that's, that's probably the one. And I mean, obviously I, I work with a lot of teams We a lot of them make really fun music that I, I love, but. I think if I had to pick an all-time favorite, that would probably be it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's interesting that both of us picked a hymn. I know, and we live in the that, modern world. But, what does that say yeah. about us, or what does that say about <laughs> mu- uh, worship? You know, um, yeah. So as we close, I would love for, to just get inside your head for a second. If you could encourage most of the people that are listening to this podcast, they they're they're working at churches that are you know. Maybe not mega churches, maybe not super mega churches. If you could encourage the person who's listening today, what would be the what would be your encouragement for them to keep them going? Because you know sometimes they're bivocational, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just it's really hard sometimes to do ministry. What? How would you encourage them today? Yeah, well, um, I would just want to say probably you are in a small church environment, like you know, and you don't have all the lights and sound and technology and all of that going on. And I would just want to say, if if you're in that kind of place, like Praise Charts was birthed out of that kind of experience. That's where I live in my life. I, I mean, I'm leading worship to probably anywhere from 25 to 50 people. You mm-hmm. know, that's a lot of times my experience. So I just would want to encourage you that we need like – good-hearted, authentic people who don't get caught up in the the, the glam and glory of the lights mm. and the all, all of the fun stuff is like, are you ready to just show up on stage, even with your acoustic guitar and a simple piano or, or something like whatever it is that you have, we need your, your heart, your story, your person. Like another thing I'd want to say to you is don't feel like you've got to sound like, uh, Chris Brown or Matt Redman or right. Passion Band or all of that, that it's great that you love their songs, but at the end of the day, it's you showing up on stage and singing a song like you wrote it, whether you wrote it or not, it's got to be like you wrote it. So yeah. um, that's what I would want to encourage you is, is like, we just need like you and mm-hmm. don't get too distracted by the, the sea of 
uh, everyone's showmanship that seems to be coming on. And I'll tell you this is some of those guys, I know this because I've even listened to some of them tell stories of they get on stage and they're singing in front of 30,000 or 50,000 people and yeah. they feel like showmen. Like it's, it's, it's not as glamorous as you think. There is a, an yeah. emotional uh, pressure that, that settles in when you're sitting on stage and you're going, am I really this person? that they yeah. all see me to be. So, um, yeah. So, it's so good. We all face so that. Good. Yeah. So we do, yeah. you know, I think we do. And I think we do even in, in like just normal life, like trying to figure out how do you navigate being on stage every weekend, regardless of the sizes of the room, we were meant to reflect praise, not accept it. And so I think we all probably should feel that tension sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you. First off, thank you for what you've done for the worship community. Mm -hmm. Thank you for for having a problem and fixing it for us and Mm. just providing a resource and a tool for so many teams that the people that you've been able to impact with worship music goes so far beyond your reach. So thank you very much. And thank you for Mm -hmm. joining us today and, and hanging out with our with our friends. Great to be here. Thanks for having me so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think one of the funnest parts of the conversation with Ryan today was hearing about hymns and just the, the impact that hymns are having today and yesterday. So I would just encourage you to go back and check it out and then check out some of the songs that he talked about today too. Uh, Trust in God by Elevation Worship, um, the Kane cover. Um, what a great conversation. If you enjoyed today's podcast at all, I would love for you to share it with one person text it, share it on social media. Help us spread the word about the MXU Worship Podcast. Thanks for hanging out today. We'll talk to you next time.